I'm Ricky Bobby. If you don't chew Big Red, then f*** you. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Welcome to episode 14 of Cheese and Chowder. It is Saturday night, or Saturday morning now, 12 a.m. midnight, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. Cody Cheese, my partner here, uh, how are you doing? Doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm uh, excited like usual, like always. RML is at an all-time pace. And we have a lot to get to tonight. We sure do. Uh, yeah, so it's been a, been a while, guys. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, actually, almost three weeks now. But uh, yeah, it's been a nice little break. But we're in the middle of season three now. Real excited to get talking about what happened last season. And yeah, let's uh, jump right into it. Brad, you want to take us through some of the playoffs that we... Uh, Saw last year and yeah. kind of what happened. Yeah. We also have a little bit of extended break this this year because of EA can't make a fucking uh, game that works. Sure. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast so. about that, I'm sure, but we won't we won't bore you. We all had to suffer through it. We had that nasty draft and uh, <laughs> yeah, just a lot of rage and anger. Wanted to swing a helmet and hit someone at on the head at EA. But we're not Miles Garrett, so no, we're not. All right, go ahead. Let's uh, jump right into some playoffs. Uh, you want me to just go through some of these guys, and uh, we'll kind of just talk and uh, find out what happened. So, season two RML playoffs—they were a banger once again, boys. All right, we started off the NFC Wild Card. We had some great matchups right here, guys. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the New York Giants, Maddening versus Weasel, and it was a blowout. And <laughs> we kind of know Maddening wasn't really into it. He had uh, some trouble at the end of the season, you know, not having Mahomes. And uh, yeah, it ended up not being a great game for him, not a good performance. Uh, 59 to 15, the final, maybe the biggest blowout in playoff, recent playoff memory. Uh, so yeah, big, big win there for Weasel and he would go on to the next round and then another big game, the Lions taking on the Saints. So your friend here, Chowder taking on former champion BLD trying to repeat and he would be successful in that first round. First time we've seen, uh, BLD in a wildcard round in a while. And we talked about this in that interview episode. And uh, so we kind of previewed that a little bit, but BLD ended up getting the, the best of Brad 27 to 17. Uh, Brad, any post game or post playoff thoughts on that season two? So uh, my game against BLD, I can't say that I could have done, you know, I made too many mistakes or anything. I threw one interception. That was only a turnover of the game for me. I just, you know, you have to play a, a perfect game against the saints and, I came up a little bit short. Omar Payne is on another level. 23 attempts with 222 yards of that game. It's just there's nothing you can do. And uh, as far as the weasel and maddening game, well, I think maddening 
like we said, I remember like on the first or second podcast we did, we said, editing, we are begging you to stay off the alcohol <laughs> for, uh, you know, a season or two. And I think he's kind of failed at that mission. But he's still been, you know, I think Mahomes, if he had Mahomes, it's a little different there, but I still don't think in his state he would have been able to come out on top that night. But hopefully uh, this year with the full season Mahomes and maybe we'll see a different maddening. But I feel like we've been saying that for a couple of years now. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back. I mean, he just, like you said, the morale was a little low. He just didn't have the confidence and the swagger going into it. But, you know, it is what it is. There's plenty more seasons to play, plenty more football ahead. And, you know, maddening, he loves Madden football. Uh, so he's going to be in it to win it for the rest. Uh, so that was the NFC wild card. Then we jump over to the AFC side. Uh, the Colts taking on the Dolphins and another pretty big blowout in this one as well. Doughboy beating uh, Motherload 42-7. to And now we've seen earlier in recent memory uh, Motherload actually beating Doughboy in the regular season, but wasn't the case this time as Doughboy is showing that his offense can definitely be elite at times and a big playoff win there to kind of silence the doubters. Uh, Motherload just not able to really do much on offense and also uh, obviously not able to stop uh, Doughboy on defense as well. So tough loss there. Um, we'll see if he can bounce back. You know, he's got that AFC East division where he's kind of the perennial front runner uh, in a, a pretty weak division. So hopefully he can continue and make another playoff appearance. It, it, at least at least he has something, you know, two playoff appearances in a row. That's uh that's that's pretty big in RML, you know. It's it's tough to make the playoffs in in this league. So, and then uh, on the other side, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Houston Texans, and unfortunately, this one uh, had to be simmed. So, the Browns getting a thirty-one to twenty-seven win over Houston. So that uh, unfortunate for Rich there, he couldn't play. Um, is there connection or, issues? Oh, they have connection before, issues. Yeah, before the servers. Oh, so, yeah, that's right, yeah. with the Browns. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it happens that way sometimes. You know, we ran into some of those issues, uh, partly EA and partly the cursed Browns franchise, apparently. <laughs> um, so Cleveland walking out of there with a victory and moving on to the divisional round. All right, then the NFC divisional round. We had the Giants, who... Came coming off a win against the Rams, taking on Tillman and the Seahawks. And this is a battle of two heavyweights, two big RML personalities. Well, one big RML personality and one silent but killer, one silent killer. Uh, and the silent killer strikes again 41 to 27, Seattle over New York, and Tillman. Once again, showing his dominance and silencing uh, the very uh, loudmouthed, or I guess not loudmouthed, but the uh, the fans in New York uh, weren't very happy with that one. So, uh, big win for Tillman, forty-one twenty-seven. He would advance then to the NFC Championship, and who would he face? Well. We'd find out later that day, or I don't know when it happened, but we're going to say it was later that day. Saints versus Bucks, another huge heavyweight matchup. 
divisional matchup in the NFC divisional round, BLD versus Kunk, a little bit of a heat, big rivalry kind of brewing uh, since Kunk got in that division. And it was the Saints coming out on top once again. Kunk had his number a little bit uh, throughout the se- I think he gave him uh, at least one loss in the season. So, you know, he, he started to really get BLD's number, but BLD in the playoffs is a different animal. We know that. So, you know, Omar Payne, another great game. 34-17 to 17 was the final. So how about that divisional round there uh, for the NFC? Any uh, thoughts on those guys, Brad? Um. The first of all, the Giants and the Seahawks. Weasel put up a hell of a fight versus Tillman in that game, and it just came down to making a few too many mistakes. Like any games against the big dogs, you have to lim- minimize the mistakes and capitalize on your opportunities. And he fell short. And Tillman's stats really weren't too great on offense, yardage-wise and statistically. But forty-one to twenty-seven gets the job done. And then Saints and Bucks in the third matchup of the year, obviously in a division matchup, and Omar Payne, difference maker in that game as well, 23 attempts for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not get any running game going, only uh, 15 total yards from their running backs, and Deshaun yeah. Watson, the, the leading rusher there at 43 yards. So could not get much on the ground against the stout New Orleans defense, and that ended the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2020 season yeah it's tough to get going against that saints defense with uh devin bush at the helm just uh dominating guys at the line stopping the run and also just um destroying any passing attack as well i mean they built a real solid d around devin bush and he's executed time and time again so the saints advance to the nfc championship so we move on to the other side of the AFC divisional matchups. The Browns coming off their win against the Texans. Uh, they take on the Oakland Raiders. And it was a pretty good game, a uh, pretty close one. Browns giving Danny a scare there. But the Oakland Raiders hang on to win 30-24 to the final. Danny advancing to a second straight Super Bowl and looking for his first big trophy his first Lombardi trophy and on the other side you had the Colts and the Ravens how about this one Doe versus Beast Mode big time matchup and another real good game real close one uh did this one I think this one went to I, think it, I don't overtime, know I, or was it I uh, feel like it might have been a, a last field second field goal I'm not sure though yeah I think uh either way it was a very close game. I think I remember watching the end of this one, but uh I do remember uh Indianapolis kicking a either an overtime game winning field goal or a last i think it was a last second field goal as time expired but either way, Indy gets the win to advance to their second straight a f c championship the final score twenty five to twenty two so for the second straight time we see Danny versus Doe in the AFC championship. And for the first time we're seeing uh, saints was, or did they play? The, I don't think they played season one, right? I think it was someone else, but saints versus Seahawks in the NFC championship, BLD versus Tillman. These are the matchups we want to see the big guys, big rivalry, big playoff rivalry. And 
it was another great matchup between those two. BLD uh, keeping it close. Both teams playing back and forth game. Gets sent to overtime and BLD walks it off into the Super Bowl. 32 to 26, a walk-off touchdown. So a huge win over Tillman, BLD advancing to the Super Bowl for the second straight year, looking to repeat as Super Bowl champion. And in the AFC, the Colts versus Raiders for the second year. And the same thing happened. Oakland defeating the Colts 20 to 15, another close game, pretty low scoring game for those teams, high powered offenses. But both teams play ball on defense, keeping it close. But Danny, once again, hanging on. Uh, so if you look at Danny's games, he uh, he had some close ones. Um, basically, the two games leading up, he were each one score games. So that might lead you to believe that he is a little vulnerable heading into the playoffs or heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, you would be mistaken, sir. So the Super Bowl is set. Second straight year, Raiders versus Saints. Can Danny overcome BLD and win his first Lombardi trophy in Madden 20? The answer to that question is hell fucking yeah, he did. Mr. Daniel Cologne beats BLD 17-6 to in the Super Bowl, just absolutely shutting down that Saints offense, shutting down Omar Payne, shutting down Jared Goff, forcing the Saints into a position they didn't want to be in, having to throw the ball. And the Oakland Raiders are your Season 2 RML Super Bowl champions. Congratulations. What do you think, Brad? What are your thoughts? It was a hell of a year for the Oakland Raiders to finish a uh, disappointing season for the Saints going, you know, being a wild card team, which is not something they're not used to. But as far as the Super Bowl game itself, uh, Danny had a hell of a game plan and he stuck to it. And he was pretty much the first team to really shut down uh, Omar Payne. I mean, it's shutting down Omar Payne. He still had 120 yards, but no touchdowns. And, uh, you know, BLD kind of just kind of forgot how to pass, it seems, the last season. Although this season, we'll get to in a little bit. He's starting to pick it up a little bit with the change at quarterback. But I think Omar Payne kind of just kind of forgot how to pass and you know you just rely on that one bell cow and you kind of you know you win within and you just kind of you know it's whatever you don't need to pass because i'm going to win anyways but danny 17 to 6 and congratulations and i mean uh obviously bod a great guy and we had him on the podcast but i'm happy to see a new face a new helmet on the daddy league's banner yeah it's kind of a punch in the gut or a slap in the face now to BLD, I mean, it seems like, you know, it, it, everyone was just, you know, writing him in as champion again. And he, you know, was just rolling. He didn't have a great season two. He had some losses. So, you know, maybe the writing was on the wall there. But yeah, I mean, like you said, Danny's user ability to be able to handle Omar Payne and kind of just, you know, limit big plays. That's the key, you know, limiting, you know, those you know juke moves spin moves don't let him get into open field and that's what he did he was able to limit uh everything he was doing and yeah like you said he brought a huge really good game plan and it ended up you know giving him a super bowl trophy so 
Very big congratulations. Another thought here, but like you said, with the new quarterback now, I mean, this loss kind of sent the Saints front office into a little bit of a disarray. It seemed like they they decided to make some big changes after uh, that loss in season two Super Bowl. So, you know, switching out quarterbacks, losing Jared Goff and bringing in Tyree Jackson. So a little more of a mobile quarterback. Um Still keeping, obviously, Omar Payne, but I know that he also um, brought in uh, Khalil Mack. So trying to boot, bolster and even, you know, a defense that's really, really good to make it even better. So, I mean, yeah, crazy uh, offseason for the Saints. We'll see if it pays off for that front office and maybe get them another Super Bowl championship. All right, so that's the playoffs, the recap of the playoffs there. Pretty exciting stuff. All right, let's move on to season three. It's here, boys. We're, you know, into it a few weeks in now. And yeah, it's been pretty exciting as always. A lot of a lot of teams still undefeated. Um, a lot of good games being played. A lot of uh, the NFC is packed with talent. The AFC is also pretty packed with talent, but um, a little more open for some newer guys or some um, players that don't normally, you know, make the playoffs have a still have a really good chance. You know, it's a new season, so should be exciting. See if any uh, surprise teams appear. Seems like every year is one or two that kind of give us a little shock as to how well they play. And sometimes there's teams that go in the opposite direction, like me, mm-hmm. like me the first three years of this league. So yeah. I'm coming off a uh, another tough loss to Mr. Brad here. We didn't really uh, preview this matchup, but Cheese versus Chowder was this the fifth? Yeah, Cheese versus yeah, Chowder exactly. five uh, did not go my way. So I think I only have one win. Do I have? I think yeah. I think I'm one and four against you, huh? Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's right. So has not been pretty, folks, uh, and that. Puts me at one and three, uh, looking pretty much at the caboose of the NFC North now. Got to try to win my way back, but we'll see. I mean, not super, not not really tough schedules, but there are some opponents that could give each of us uh, some trouble. So I'm hoping that I can win a few of those, like you did last year, where you won a few against the good opponents and I didn't. Hopefully, that's me this year. But uh, yeah, so. Now that we're talking about season three, you want to do some uh, predictions here? Want to get into what we think is going to happen? Let's get into it. All right. I, I can start if you don't mind. Go for it. So uh, we're just going to go down in order the divisions. We'll start with the AFC. And first up is the AFC East. And so we're going to list our rankings of the four teams and with their. You want to go, go bottom to top? With our predicted record. And yes, we could do that. Right. So uh, I'll just go four through one here, and then I'll let uh, Cheese do the same thing. I just realized that we I just realized missed up <laughs> the names. <laughs> the exact same time. All right, and uh, all right, here we go. So AFC East, we got a new owner in New England in Snorts. Uh, welcome to New England. A new owner as in, you know, change teams. Uh, Snorts, uh, looking down, you know, we went through the schedules, and some of this not, might not add up mathematically but we're not you know too yeah we didn't really right think about it too yeah 
So let's just kind of just go with going down the schedule as each team. And once again, let's just preface this by saying none of this matters. These predictions are arbitrary. We're literally just doing it for, you know, your entertainment and our entertainment and just so we can kind of talk about every team. Uh, but also, you know, if we predict you to be, you know, not great, you know, like we say always, prove us wrong. You know, we're, we're happy to accept, you know, being wrong in those situations. We love seeing guys do better than, you know, we expect them to. Always love that. And we always will call it out. You know, we, we've done it multiple times. You know, Beast Mode and uh, a few others have been examples. So always, you know, know that we all lo- we love everyone in this league. We're not trying to bash anyone. We're just trying to go based on schedules and based on who we think is, you know, good and bad and stuff like that. So, like I said, prove us wrong. All right, Brad, let's do it. Use it, use it as motivation. And, you know, somebody's got to lose. You can't have all 16 on the team. So, anyway, here we go. We have, Coming in fourth in AFC East and Chowder's predictions is the New England Patriots at 3-13. and 13. Number three, Buffalo Bills and Mitchell at 6-10. and 10. Number two, the New York Jets at 7-9. and nine. Bundy. And coming in for my AFC East champion for season three is Motherload once again at 9-7. and seven. Uh, I guess you want me to do some thoughts for now, or do you want to go first and then we can... I'll hold? do mine and then we can talk about it. All right, let's do it. All right, so I, I have mostly... Uh, most of our stuff lines up pretty well. I mean, obviously, if you've listened to the previous 13 episodes, you know that we align... Pretty much on everything, uh, we're basically the same person, just uh, different voices and things like that. But yeah, I mean, uh, so I have New England also, uh, and at the back, uh, hoping Snorts can win a few. But it, you know, it, it, it's tough sometimes. And uh, but I, I feel like he can he can do better than this. But I'm just putting this, you know, just because. But I have him at two and fourteen. Hopefully, it's better. Um, you know, prove me wrong once again, Snorts. You know, I love you. And uh, three spot, I got Buffalo, five and 11. Two spot, I got Bundy and the Jets a little better. I got him at eight and eight. Um, that's, you know, always where I think he sits uh, sometimes, but we'll talk about that in a second. And at the number one spot, winning the division at nine and seven, like you said, Motherload and the Dolphins. So, yeah, let's a uh, little recap here. Um, so we have the same, you know, order. Uh, mo- everyone's really within a game of each other. You think basically uh, Buffalo and New England are going to win one more and I, and Jets are going to lose one more. So, but yeah, I think Motherload is kind of the favorite. Um, it, I, I could see Bundy, you know, coming up, but like we've always said, not, we've said a lot. I feel like he's just too inconsistent. He just, you know, he plays down to some people. He just has bad games too often. And it, it comes back to bite him sometimes. So if he can put it together for a full season, uh, then he can definitely take this division. It's it's anyone's for the taking. But right now, I think Motherload is, is still solid enough, and he gets enough big wins to to hang on. I, I agree. Uh, Bundy, his team, his GM skills are top-notch. And his team building has resulted in a pretty solid team right now. Might be the best team in that division as far as, like, quality. But, you know, user skill is at least half of the equation in this league, and uh, Bundy lacks in that from the film. And I think he just doesn't really put in the time, you know, necessarily, as far as playing Madden. I think he just plays his RML games, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just 
don't know if I see him taking the next step yet. He's getting there, but I think Mother Load still, like you said, is the favorite. And the bottom two, Bills and Snorts, I'm not really seeing. I mean, it's hard to put them above 500 at this point in time. So, you know, prove us wrong, guys. Yeah. All right. So next division, we'll do the AFC West. I'll just do mine first. We're going to switch off. All right. At the four spot, bringing up the back, uh, with a pretty solid 6-10 and 10 record, uh, the Denver Broncos. And up in front of them at 8-8, eight and eight, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. And in front of them at the two, I have the L.A. Chargers at 10-6. and six. And at the top of the pack in the AFC West, the Oakland Raiders, 13-3. and three. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of a different order. <clears throat> Coming in at number four, Broncos and the Chiz, and Chiz and the Broncos at 6-10. and 10. Third, I have Vic at 7 Uh, Danny and a 14 and two Raiders. Uh, I'll start with a couple comments. Uh, I think this division, we kind of talked about this before we went on air that this division is pretty interchangeable besides like Danny, like the chiefs, chargers and Broncos kind of all flip flop and they kind of all beat each other up. So it's hard to place them specifically in this uh, division. I think, I think Hugh Diggity and the chiefs have the most potential out of all these teams, he's impressed me with some of his games and some of his film. Uh, I think he could definitely make that next step, and if he gets in the playoffs, could be a kind of like a spoiler alert type guy. Vic, I've been a little bit disappointed in Vic. This this Madden, he's had a couple of disappointing years, and the results have not been there. But also a tough division, so it's hard to blame him there. But that's what I got for the AFC West. Yeah, I uh, I think Vic and I are very similar players, not in maybe play style, but just uh, success and performance wise. We have, um, you know, we have the ability to win against good players. We beat the teams we should beat, and uh, even sometimes we might lose to teams we should beat. And then sometimes we'll beat, you know, rarely we'll beat teams we shouldn't beat. But for the most part, you know, we sit in that, you know, eight to ten wins a year. And kind of trying to make a wild card and trying to uh, win, you know, maybe win a division. If but in in his divisions with Danny, it's you know obviously super tough. And I have all the uh, love and respect for Vic. And I think I kind of disagree with you. I think potential wise, I I think the potential is there for Vic um, to kind of get into that wild card position. And I'm hoping this is the year that he does. I think I'm thinking and praying that this is the year that. Vic puts it all together, and and that's why I have him with a much better record uh, than any previous season at ten and six. And I think he has a real good shot at making a wild card spot. Q Diggity, I can see it, but uh, I think he's got to show me a little more um, consistency to be able to, you know, stay up there with the best of the AFC um, and and try to get a wild card spot. So I, don't, I I think he might lose one or two too many games and not really be able to to secure that uh, playoff spot. But still good players all around in that division. And I, like you said, they all kind of are interchangeable and can kind of switch around. So I, I, I would expect to be completely wrong at the end of this, uh, at least for those three spots. But pretty confident in Danny being the division winner there. 
All right. You want to do AFC North? You go ahead with that one. All right. <clears throat> we got. It's kind of interesting looking back. Like I can. Well, I'll get this uh, as we get to the top. But like, if you'll, we've. I think we did predictions for each division earlier in like the episode one or two or whatever, and it kind of be almost completely flip flopped pretty much besides uh, Browns in our predictions. And I'll get to that in a second. But just an interesting observation and a memory there. Uh, so my FC North predictions for season three. Browns and Sharn Harper is our new Cleveland Browns. So welcome aboard to RML. Welcome. Uh, I have him sitting at 2-14, and 14, unfortunately. But, you know, you got to prove yourselves to us first in RML. It's a you know, competitive league and dog eat competition. Dog. Yeah. Doggy dog. <laughs> it's a dog eat dog world out there, especially in RML. And thought, some people say doggy, doggy, doggy dog. dog. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a doggy dog. Well, and is the, the dog pound and the crib. Yep, yeah, the connection there. All right, <laughs> two and 14. That's what we got, right? That was what I got right now for them, but you know, change our minds. Uh, I got Han improving finally after an atrocious year in season two. I have Han sitting at eight and eight, only good enough for third place in this division, though. And then second place, I got Bruce and the Pittsburgh Steelers at nine and seven. And then first place, Baltimore and Beast Mode at twelve and four. And like, who? I mean, I know you've been high on him, but I think we had him at like two and fourteen. Our first ever prediction. So, uh, no, you may have. <laughs> I had him. Yeah, don't say we. I had him. I've always had him high, and and we rightfully so. You know, he started off uh, season one was not great. But all right, let me do mine, and then we'll talk about them. Um, I also have uh, pretty much the same order. Cleveland at the bottom, two and fourteen. Also, um, there's a chance I could see him winning, you know, uh, one or two more. But I can also see him not winning one or two more, and maybe not even winning two. But um, it's a real tough league, um, and getting used to it it takes a while. I've been there. We've all been there. Uh, so. You know, just enjoy yourself. You know, don't get too down. And uh, yeah, like Brett said, prove us wrong. And I, we gladly would, uh, you know, give you a props when it's due. And at the third spot, I also have uh, Cincinnati and Han. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't see uh, him being the same player that he used to be yet. Um, I have him at five and eleven. Uh, obviously, you know, our one of our panel brothers. Uh, but yeah, I feel like he's just not uh, committed enough, and I'm not. That's not a, a shot at Han or anything like that. I just know he has a lot going on, and it can be tough, you know, to put give time to Madden, and and I feel like that's he just got a lot on his mind all the time. So, props to him though. You know, he has a life. A lot of us don't. <laughs> um, at the two spot, Pittsburgh. Uh, I also have Bruce there. I'm at eight and eight. Um, he got a win against me. It was a really good game. Maybe one of the best games I've ever played. Honestly, it was one of the definitely one of the most fun games I've ever played, man. I was real, real barn burner, real exciting. Came down to the wire, missed the field goal, last second field goal to tie the game. One of those ice kick field goals where, you know, I just got a little, got a little stupid with it and, you know, pressed the uh, X button a little early. Uh, Should have. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's that one hurt a lot, but yeah, Bruce, I I still think he's in that boat where he's still a little inconsistent. 
I think he's going to lose a few more than uh, he would like. But And then at the top, I also have Beast Mode of the Ravens. I have him at 11-5, but still really strong season. And I think he's going to have a really, really good year overall. Um, so, yeah, that's the AFC North. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Beast Mode is is finally arrived and he's 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 where I was predicting at the beginning and and kind of what we saw a little bit at the end of Madden 19 and that's why I thought he was you know gonna be really good when uh at the beginning of you know season one and stuff we were doing predictions and I you know had pretty high hopes but he didn't really start out as good as he should have but I think he's definitely here and this is this is the guy so one of these days, I want to just see a Bro Bowl Super Bowl, you know, Tillman versus Beast. That would be pretty cool. It could happen this year. I mean, you know, you never know. It'd be pretty cool. Any thoughts okay. on the AFC uh, North? I kind of said them a little bit while I was going down. Yeah. Uh, we can move on. Yeah, I think time. Yeah. All right. AFC South, wrapping up the AFC stuff here. Um, all right, so I'll do mine. Um, again, we have very similar orders here. Uh, Tennessee at the bottom, uh, Tendy and the Titans, five and eleven. Like I joke around, say that's kind of the the Tendy record. I feel like that's kind of where he sits a lot. Sometimes it's you know a win or two higher, but I, bet, I think eventually he'll make the jump and kind of get you know closer to that 500 or maybe a little bit better and try to make a playoff run. Like we said, the AFC is a little um, open for taking, so you definitely could see it happening. But this year, I don't really see it. But again, I, you know, you never know. He could prove me wrong. Jacksonville at the third spot, 7-9. and nine. Houston at the second spot, 10-6. and six. And the Colts winning the AFC South, 12-4. and four. Go ahead. I got the same order as you, just a little bit different records. Tendy at five eleven, like you mentioned. I got Central at seven and nine as well. And we defer. I think Rich loses one more game than you have. I have him sent at nine and seven at a bubble playoff spot. And then uh Doe winning one more game than you have him at thirteen and three. Uh as far as third thoughts of the division go, I think Doe it's pretty much Doe's division. Doe did lose the division last year and Rich but I think Rich has a harder schedule this year. I see him losing some more games this year than last year. And uh, Centra out, struggling out of the gate. It's going to be hard for him to climb out of this own, own three hole, own four. He may be own four now. Uh, who's, who's this? Did he get Jared Goff in that trade? Is that how he got? Um, uh, I believe he does have Jared Goff. Because yes. I know he lost Tyree, so maybe he's just adjusting a little bit. I know, obviously, you know, whenever you go from different types of quarterbacks, it can be a challenge to kind of adjust and uh you know get going in the right path on offense so uh, i believe yeah, he's on he's on three he's playing yeah, a he, tough yeah. schedule this so far he's on three yeah i mean yeah he's school yeah he's minus uh 23 points um so you know a few close losses um but yeah i think he'll bounce back a little bit but like you said getting off to a rough start it's gonna be real hard to even get close to sniffing a playoff spot uh one thing i notice and um because you know i'm I, obviously i'm big on beast but you're real big on rich and you've always been you have been since he came back but i have him with a better record and we both still haven't making the playoffs but 
Uh, pretty interesting thoughts there. You don't think he's going to have as good of a season? I think, um, well, he's had a couple. Well, he lost to Mello week two. And that's, uh, not, that's so nothing that bad, was, though. I mean, he's, I, mean I think it's kind of, I think that, that's a game that I think Rich should win. If Rich plays to his potential that I see. He's only allowed 47 uh, points in three games. It's pretty good. On but defense. he's got Doe twice, and she's, you know, they've gone back and forth. But then you've got Tillman, Maddening later in the year. And then Danny Beast Mode, so you know those are tough games, and I, I think th- those I think the teams I just named are the losses I haven't like scheduled for. So I, I'm I think probably a ten and six, maybe a, a little too harsh there. Yeah. But um, I think you know the Doughboy games are the biggest games there for him, obviously, because in the division and his biggest competition. Doughboy already has a plus eighty point differential in three games. That's pretty wild. I mean, it's not it's not BLD type because BLD is already at like plus ninety seven, but half of that was me, forty five point loss. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I I, I don't really see the, the, those guys switching around too much. I think that one, if I had to bet on any of the four being completely accurate, I would bet bet that division one through four for both of us, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. That's, that's probably the most solid bone we've we've predicted. But again, you know, we're we're wrong a lot. So um do you wanna do the playoffs for after or do you wanna do the NFC and then do the playoffs? Uh, I think we just do the AFC now and then the we'll AFC come back. Side of the playoffs. Yeah, let's just do that All since right. we're on the AFC. Okay. So playoffs, um so the seeding well we'll just do the playoffs. Uh we don't need to go through the seeding. Um, so the wild card round, according to our predictions, would be for Brad, or I'll just do mine and you can do yours. Uh, I would have Houston at Baltimore and Chargers at Miami. And for those games, uh, I'm picking Baltimore over Houston. And Ours are a little bit different as we have the wild card teams a little bit different. Um so I'd have Pittsburgh at Baltimore in a division rematch, and I'd go with Beast Mode there, uh, winning that wild card round, and then Rich at Miami, uh, and I would pick the Texans over Mother Load there. Although, ironically, I just you know he did lose to Mother Load, yeah, well, so you know that's a good uh, that'd be a good matchup right there. Rematch, yeah, from the early part of the season. Um, then we go to the divisional rounds, so the, the matchups that. Uh, happen there uh baltimore at indy and for me and then um chargers at oakland there's a nice division matchup vic and danny uh for my picks i would take beast mode over dan doughboy in a, a pretty big upset uh in the divisional round and then i would take danny over vic um meaning uh it would set up a baltimore at oakland conference championship and then for yours what do you have so divisional round would be baltimore at indianapolis and i am going to go with indianapolis here opposite of you i don't see beast mode pulling off that upset yeah i mean although he did come close last year and then houston at oakland i don't see rich being at danny's level yet either so that would set up a doe versus danny number three for the conference yeah. championship. so yeah for you you have doe versus danny three uh, and I have Beast Mode versus Danny One, and so 
Yeah, pretty interesting AFC championships. Uh, in mine, I you know you, you know I want to take Beast. You know I do, but my heart just says uh, my well my heart says Beast. My brain says Danny. So I'm gonna have to follow the brain on this one. Uh, I would, but I would love to see Beast beat Danny any day. No offense, Danny, but you you're, you win too much. Um, so I have Oakland making it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. And I got, I think, Doe finally slays the beast in the AFC and makes his first appearance in the Super Bowl. I'd love to see that as well. So anybody but Danny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just got, I just want some fucking parody, please. <laughs> okay, so Indy for you, Oakland for me in the Super Bowl. Let's jump to the NFC uh, regular season predictions. NFC East, we got, I'll do mine first uh, at the back. Now one of the best, now one of the best divisions in uh, all of football. Okay, can, you, can you stop moving around? Can you hear us? <laughs> all right. Uh, I got Steve and the Eagles at seven and nine, uh, bringing out the back. Steve's definitely improving. We can see it weekly. Uh, but I don't know if he's all the way there yet, and it's a real tough division. At the third spot, uh, Monkey at ten and six. Uh, that's pretty tough. I mean, you got him at ten and six, and he's not even in the top two spots in his own division. And at the two, I have the Washington football team. You know, the Washington Redskins. Uh, like when everyone says that on like ESPN, it's funny. But the the Native Americans. 11 and 5. And then at the number one, holding that top spot still, but maybe not for long, the New York Football Giants, 12 and 4. So we have the same order, just a little bit different records. I got Steve at 6 and 10, much improved Steve so far. I'm hoping he can keep that up. Uh, Dallas at 8 and 8. So I, I have Monkey losing two more games than you have him losing. And then the Washington Barnes. How about that one? There you go. Ten and six. Ten and six. Coming in second, and Weasel, and the Giants at eleven and five. So one more loss than you have him having. Uh, I start kick off the comments here. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of storylines in this division. Up, up, down. Obviously, Steve, uh, impressing so far in his games. I think he's got a little bit of a tougher schedule coming up later in the season. So that's the reason for the six and ten record. Monkey, uh, struggling out of gate, got a huge win versus Danny. Uh, if he didn't win that game, then I think those predictions might have been a little bit lower. Uh, he's got some tough games coming up, too. Washington Barnes. Barnes is back, baby. And I'm hoping that we get good old Barnes, and uh, he could be a wreck in the playoffs. And then Weasel and the Giants, who I lost a crushing game last week, too. Let's not talk about that. But he does have a very... He might honestly have one of the toughest schedules in the league when you look at his schedules. He's pretty, he pretty much plays every single playoff team in the NFC from last year, plus the Super Bowl champion Raiders from last year, plus all of his division games. So there's not many easy games for Weasel and the Giants. So that's why I'm going with 11-5 and five record there. Yeah, it's really the most cutthroat division by far now. It's not even close. And it's also, in my opinion, going to be the most entertaining division because now you have 
arguably three of the biggest egos in <laughs> RML in the same division. And then you have Steve. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no offense to those guys. I'm not saying, you know, it's a bad thing. You know, having a big ego can be fun. But uh, especially in, you know, a league with 32 other guys. But yeah, Barn, welcome back. Uh, the Washington Barnabases, the Washington Barnaby. I like that, right? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the, yeah, but I, I think Weasel still hangs on, but I, I really could see Barn kind of taking over that division for either this year or the coming years pretty quickly. You know, we know how good of a player he can be. Uh, and he's kind of already getting back into it pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be real, real interesting to watch the NFC East grow. And just, go ahead. I, I have one offhand comment you reminded me of. You said that three biggest egos plus Steve. You know, we talked about how Tillman probably has the highest like Steve comment has ratio. Great, he's great memes. He's got yeah, he's a great he just, gifter. Mm-hmm. He always has the best gifts. Like, yeah, Vic, Vic and Steve are like God tier meme memers and <laughs> giffers. But uh, I'm, I'm up there. I'm, I'm like top five. But yeah, Steve, Steve's pretty good. He, he whenever because he doesn't show up in chat a lot either. But, but, like, when, he but does, when he does, he makes it count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he's he's becoming a, a bit of a legend as well. So we got a few of those guys but yeah hopefully he can uh you know play spoiler at least and beat some of those guys and um you know try to compete and and get into that craziness of that division but should be interesting to watch all right let's go to the NFC West why don't you do yours first all right uh coming in fourth place is Andy and the Cardinals at 2 and 14 uh yeah, just I don't know much to say there just you know, we thought that this might have been the year that Andy's going to turn it around, but I'm not seeing it so far. And obviously, the quarterback search has been a struggle, although Bates is good. Uh, Shane, third place, six and ten. Maddening and the Rams at ten and six, and Tillman at first place in fourteen and two. I'll comment after you list your guys. Hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty classic uh, division now. I feel like. They are a little more lined up to where they are normally s- supposed to be. Uh, I also have them in the same order. Uh, surprise, surprise! I think I think they only I think we only have one division that's not in the same order so far, out of six. Uh, Arizona three and thirteen, San Francisco five and eleven, the Rams at ten and six, and the Seahawks also at fourteen and two. So the only thing noticeable in this division that I feel like. Well, a couple things. Shane, I feel like is going to come a little back down to earth, uh, which is already you know starting to happen. Uh, I think he's zero and three to start so far, so or zero and four. So, uh, oh no, zero and three. So, and yeah, he's just you know not playing the same kind of games as he did last year. But like we said, I think he may have gotten a little bit of some lucky breaks last year. But we'll see if he jumps back. I feel like he could still win some games. Andy, um, you know, love you, but yeah, it's just been been a little struggle. Um, hopefully, he can you know get back into it and win some games. But he also has a pretty tough schedule too. And and the only other one is maddening. And I just think uh, the first two years he he was definitely was really good, but I feel like um, there might be some drop off coming coming back down to earth for him as well. 
Uh, I think he's getting a little, maybe a little overconfident in some of these. <laughs> and uh, his defense is just not that good. But uh, Tillman, of course, the GOAT. So no, no, no need to say anything there. He's, you know, he's one of the best. And I feel like he's going to have an even stronger season and maybe the most complete player in all of RML. So good division. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I think this one's a little more structured in a way. I feel like uh, this is going to be the order for a while. I don't really see any teams moving around too much in that in that division, except maybe Shane and Andy. Agreed. Definitely. All right. NFC North, our home division. All right, I'll start it off. Uh, I got the Vikings at four and twelve. Uh, he just got a real, real tough division for someone who I think had a third place schedule, um, and, and I guess we all have mostly, you know, the same divisions, the same schedule. schedule. But uh, it just seems like the teams he plays, you know, I think he has a stretch of like six or seven games against teams that are normally, you know, above five hundred or in the playoffs. So it's going to be real tough for him to to compete and keep it up. So uh, he'll bounce back eventually and hopefully he gets a few more wins. You know, I'm hoping he beats you at least once. That'd be nice. And um, well, I'm actually predicting it that he, either him or, or Chicago will beat you at least once. I'm hoping for it. So I have Chicago six and 10, uh, similar situation, maybe a little bit better. Cause he has, I think he had the fourth place schedule. Um, and then I'm, I have you and me tied at 10 and six. Who's going to get it? Who's going to be the division winner? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm coming back, baby. I'm going to do it. 10 and six. I get, I get the tiebreaker because I'm going to beat you this, you know, to, to even it up one and one you're going to lose to either Chicago or Minnesota. I'm going to beat both of them twice and I'm going to have the division tiebreaker and you're going to be out of the playoffs and I'm going to be in <laughs> suck on that. Okay. So we finally have a division that we differ in the order. Uh, bottom two, we have the same. I have Vikings and Seacock at four and twelve, like you said, tough schedule. Bears, Ace and the Bears at five and eleven. He's uh, some games he shows, you know, really good potential. Other games he kind of just continues doing it. Great guy, but I think five and eleven is probably the range that I see him being at. So now we finally, now we get to uh, the entertaining part here. I am predicting that cheese, Cody, the Green Bay Packers will go seven and nine this year. What? Below five hundred. Under five hundred. That'd be the below first 500. time in like, like, a while. Actually, I don't. I don't think I went under five hundred since like first season or two in Mad nineteen. So, wow. Yeah. I'm predicting. I'm predicting. Contributing to those, it losses. could happen. I would basically it's, have well, to go six and six in the last. You're, you're sitting at one and three right now. You're sitting at one. And, you're sitting at I one know, and three. And and so I'm I'm predicting that I'll beat you again week eight. Let me meet up for cheese and chowder six, so that gives you a fourth loss. And then your last three games of the season: week fifteen, week sixteen, week seventeen. Beast mode, maddening, and Tillman. Yeah. All playoff teams, all top tier. That would push you to seven losses. At least, and there's other games that you might struggle. With. Monkey week well, nine I'm, is one game I'm looking at. Han week ten, it's, it's possible. It's possible. I'm beating but, you and monkeys. You know, that's the thing. All right, that's all right. And you'll you hear it here first, folks. 
What's your and record? I got I got myself at eleven and five. I think that's kind of at ten and oh, six, eleven and five is usually where I end up. Uh, past year, past couple of years, and you know, good enough to win a division. All I need to do, I'm probably gonna be sitting in a four seat anyway, no matter what my record is. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, uh, going the last twelve games, I'm one and three. If I'm you know, I either for mine, I'm saying I'm going nine and three or six and six is what you're saying. I'm probably going to be closer to six and six <laughs> if I'm being honest, but at least that's what the way I'm playing now, but I'm not going to be playing that way from now on. I don't know what I'm going to do different, but I'm going to do something. <laughs> Plus also I'm riddled with injuries and, and now also I have cam suspended. Uh, by the way, folks, breaking news, cam Newton suspended for two games. And this is the first ever RML suspension. First ever rule violation for yours truly, the Green Bay Packers, a.k.a. Cody, a.k.a. Cheese. Uh, yeah, I've never broken a rule, and I, and I was stupid, and it was against your boy here. It was against Brad, and I got stupid, and I broke a rule, and I'm sorry. I deeply, I'm going to take this time to apologize to all my fans. And uh, all the lovers and supporters of this podcast, I let you down. And uh, I can't say that it'll never happen again. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm truly sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm shedding a tear right now. But, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I can win the division. I'm, you know, I'm going to predict it just to be a little different. But, uh, yeah, it should be interesting again. I, I, I enjoy playing in our division and i enjoy our little rivalry it's been kind of fun but, but uh you got my number so far four and, and, one. and that's also a thing there's a lot of pressure on like both of us or now you since you have the worst record but like it's really division or bust in this conference it's just like it's hard to make a wild card you have to be the 11 and 5 is, at least yeah it's so top heavy and it, there's you know what seven or eight teams that are really really good and you know you have to just hope that a lot of them you know, a two or th- three of them falter a little bit worse than normal, but it's unlikely. It doesn't happen very often. So, and for all of that to happen, you know, in one season, it's, you know, so you really got to just win your division in this case, you know, I feel like yours, you and me are, our division is like the only one that's like that. Like the other ones have, you know, two of the, at least two teams that are always like near the top and can beat each other and stuff like that. So for you and me, it's like, yeah, we got to get up there, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to get up there at least. We're starting to make the playoffs a little more. I got to at least make it once, you know, try to do something. But I'll get there. I, but the injuries, man, they've been killing me. I Three three injuries in one game, three of my top four guys, and then sus- camp suspended for two games. So the next two games are going to be a little interesting without four of my best players. Uh, Andy and Seacop, get ready. You guys might might have some upsets coming. I'm not, I might get a top five pick this year. All right. Let's move on before uh, we get yelled at for talking about ourselves too much yeah, on the Cheese and Chowder podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Presented by us. <laughs> uh, all right. It's NFC South. Um, I got the Panthers at five and eleven. The Falcons at eight and eight. The Tampa Bay Bucks at eleven and five. And the Saints at the top once again at fourteen and two for their second 
of three NFC South championships. And I think you have the same order once again. Go ahead with yeah, yours. A little different. So same order, Panthers 4-12, and 12, Falcons 8-8, eight and eight, Cuck at 11-5, and five, and surprise, well, I don't know if surprising or not, but I am predicting that the New Orleans Saints will go for another undefeated season at 16-0. and 0. I think BLD is playing with a chip on his shoulder this year after losing the Super Bowl in almost embarrassing fashion, only scoring six points in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's kind of, you know, has that attitude right now. He's got the suspension. Killer Mac getting suspended. How about I think he's How about Jared Goff? <laughs> Two Super Bowls where he scored nine points total. <laughs> I don't remember what the first one was, but yeah, that that's a good reason to get rid of Jared Goff. <laughs> but uh yeah. I I could see it happening, but I think and I think he might lose. Uh I think he's gonna lose one of the Kunk games and I think Barn is has a good chance of beating him. So but I could also see it going the other way and him going 16 0 again. But yeah, I mean you can kind of tell he's got, you know, he's got a new fire lit under him after losing the Super Bowl. Uh he doesn't like losing. So I don't I don't like losing either, but I'm not or maybe good. maybe I was considering this the other day. Maybe we're uh bad luck interviews if you think about yeah so how did yeah. you guess so we, we had monkey on, yeah we had monkey on the first time we talked he about lost, he lost to me. he lost to it's me the opposite of a rocket strap we we it's like the whatever goes into the ground and pulls you under <laughs> we do that we we're we're basically grave diggers <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah who wants to come on and be our next guest yeah volunteer <laughs> guys Nope, there's no curse. Don't worry. Nothing bad can happen. Don't worry, guys. It, it's worth the exposure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the NFC regular season. Now let's get to our playoff predictions. Um, the NFC, so for me, it would be uh, the Washington Barnaby versus <laughs> the New York Football Giants. Uh, I'd have the Barnaby in that one, the Washington football team over the Giants. And in the other match, it would be Tampa Bay versus myself, the Pack. And uh, I'm not going to get a little too greedy. I'm going to say I made the playoffs, but I don't think I'm going to beat Kunk. And Kunk takes the win in that one. So setting up uh, Kunk and Barnabas going to the next round. For you, go ahead. I got a rematch of last year's wildcard game with the Rams and the Giants. And I think if Mahomes is healthy... And Maddening is not drunk. So two things that may or may not happen. The stars one, the yes, stars if, if, if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night advance or something, we might have a better shot. But I am picking the Rams against Weasel. I think uh, Mahomes, like, Maddening's offense is kind of ridiculous at times. You're watching the players of the week and stuff. Yeah. Um, so then, well, uh, so I'm going to go to the Rams there. And then Tampa Bay versus Detroit would be the matchup. And I think I finally get Kunk's number here. I play in week 17, so this would be a back to back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. All right. And then for me, it would be Washington Barnes at Seattle Tillman's. And I would have Tillman and the Seahawks beating Barn. In, in my opinion, that would be a close game and, and one that I would really want to watch. And the other one being Kunk versus BLD, another heavy hitter. Uh, the heavy hitter. <laughs> Man, okay. Uh, 
I have BLD beating Kunk in that one. So setting up BLD versus Tillman once more. I think that would be two years in a row in the NFC Championship. And for years? I have a divisional round would be Rams versus the Saints. A rematch of week one of this season. And I think it's going to be the Saints. And then myself versus the GOAT Tillman. And I've beaten before. I play him again this season, but I'm going to give the edge to Tillman there. We'll see. I don't want to get too greedy and confident and stuff. So my confidence game would be Tillman versus BLD. Yeah. So we both have the same. Um, it would just be in different places. I have Seattle at the one seed. You have BLD as the one seed. Uh, and we both have the... Seattle Goats. The Goat advances to his first Super Bowl in RML 20. And so he would take on the Raiders in my prediction. And for you, it would be the Colts. So let's go ahead and predict the Super Bowl too. Might as well, right? So my Super Bowl predictions for Season 3 of RML Madden 20 in Indianapolis Colts versus the Seattle Seahawks. I am predicting that Tillman finally gets that hawk on the Daddy League's banner. And for mine, Seattle Seahawks versus the Oakland Raiders. Can Danny win back-to-back and start his dynasty? The answer is no. No, I don't think so. The Seattle Goats. The Goathawks win their first Super Bowl. So we both agree. We both have Tillman winning Super Bowl 50-something. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's your play or your all the predictions. We kind of did something different there. Uh, hope you guys like that. Uh, what else? Anything else we should well, talk about? I think I kind of have. We didn't really. So we're kind of going off uh, off script here now and. Uh, but I do have, and I just thought, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Uh, Weasel posted the players of the year from season two, and it was like top 10 players of the year. So I was thinking about, uh, let's set up a vote, a league vote, cheese and chowder league vote, uh, to vote on the player of the year for season two. The league can decide what was the player of the year, and uh, mm. uh, we can kind of talk about it. Yeah, that would be cool. So, yeah, we have to just uh, find yeah, that video and repost right, right. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm done know, with we're it. Not, we're not prepared right now. I was going to just well, talk about it now, but I was going to yeah, talk we, about we, yeah tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, we can uh, yeah, we do it after. Yeah, because well, well, also they're not listening live, so they're yeah. not going to hear this yep, on no. Saturday. You know? But, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, what else? Anything? Any any players that you think might you know that are standing out so far? Is or any rookies that you kind of liked or? Uh, let me just pull up the stats. There's the, uh, rookies. We're, uh, we're very well prepared. Guys. Yeah, well, you know. Oh yeah, so uh, Michael Fulton, uh, the riches running back. He's already got 504 rushing yards this year in uh, three games. Uh, Rich requested to change his name to Michael Bolton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that's a rookie to look probably going to be rookie of the year, honestly. Uh, although it does look like Shane has started Justin Rutherford, his uh, quarterback drafted 
in the first round for him. Oh, yeah, and then Javante Pittman, 59 overall, uh, draftee on BLD Saints. He's been using he's been using blitzing him. So that's something to look at. And then Isaiah Johnson on the Oakland Raiders wide receiver drafted this year in the first round. So we got a, a lot better rookie class than last year. Like when you're looking at the rookie stats page last year, it was like two guys, and then like the rest of the guys had zero yards and stuff. So definitely a little bit better of a class this year. Okay, and let me talk about something. This this is ridiculous. Okay, BLD's played three games, and you know he's got a new quarterback, Tyree Jackson, and he may have the most efficient quarterback. I mean, he always has a really efficient quarterback, but this may be the most efficient three games. I've ever seen 73% completions. He's only thrown the ball 20 times a game, 60 total attempts. He's 44 for 60 only has 847 yards, but that's for three games. So that's 280 yards a game. That's pretty good. He has 14 touchdowns, zero picks in three games. And that's a 154.8 QB rating. Dude, the, 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 the best quarterback rating you can get is 158.3. Like, what the hell? That's insane. He's averaging 14 yards per attempt. I think oh. uh, adding DK nice. Metcalf to the offense and having oh, Tyree Jackson. Uh, what, is, what is Danny and doing, then you by still, the way? You still have pain. Danny, man, that is just... he, He's obsessed with his young boys. We've talked about this before. I know, but, I mean... Metcalf is... a Super Bowl. And Metcalf is 23, so he's I guess young. that's too old for Danny he's now. Young with X but, but Danny's looking for like 21 and under. Yeah, he's the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he likes them young boys. He's the priest, like as we call him. Um, uh, it's just ridiculous. Also, Dan, I mean, Danny is having a really strong year. 16 touchdowns through four games, but he also has nine interceptions, which is pretty uncharacteristic. Uh, but with Kyler Murray, so I mean, he's throwing it a lot, though. He has 56 more throws in just one more game than Tyree Jackson. So he's, I think he leads the league in pass attempts. Yeah, he does. But yeah, I mean, he's throwing for over 300 yards a game as well. So uh, let's see. Let's look at rushing. Anything good? Wow. Omar Payne, not even number one, but it's only, he's, he's number, well, yeah, not number one. Dalvin Cook, Q Diggity's uh, Chiefs. I mean, he's really good. Michael Fulton, like you said, number two. And Omar Payne, three. Hey, how about uh, Matt Preda, rushing yards per game? He had 314 yards in two games. Okay, he's injured now, which sucks. And, then, you know, I'm not going to get any awards now. But, dude, he had 188 yards. And I, I know I'm talking about myself again, but he had 188 yards in the first game and, like, two touchdowns. And, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, this is Matt, Matt Preda's year. I'm going to do it. First game, second game. Four carries, 126 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> uh, and then he gets injured on the fourth carry. I'm like, wow, classic. So, yeah, he has 23 carries for 314 yards. He's averaging 13.7 yards per carry in three touchdowns. But now he's injured for four games. So, so. he'll be back against you, though. So, at yeah, least that's so. Yeah, so it's gonna be a struggle. You you're gonna you're without your number one quarterback, your number one running back, and probably your number one receiver for yep. these next couple of games. And, so it's gonna be a struggle. And arguably my best defensive player. So all in, three of those happened in one game, and then the two game suspension. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be an interesting stretch. Uh, yeah, and that's crazy. Of course, I traded for Dudley, 
and he goes out in the <laughs> third game. It's so, all part of my master plan. <laughs> yeah. DK already has nine touchdowns uh, in three games. What the what the shit? <laughs> Isaiah Johnson, that rookie. Well, he's already rookie of the year, so I can put that down for the pizza thing. If anyone wants to, you know, join <laughs> us, that's that's a guaranteed point right there. He's got nine touchdowns as a rookie in four games. But uh, yeah, everybody but Vic put that for rookie of the year because we only condone eating pizza without a fork and knife. So we don't need Vic winning these pizza predictions, <laughs> eating with a fork oh, and is knife. That, is that what Vic does? Oh, man. Uh, I lost a little bit of respect for him now. All right. Mar- Marquise Brown through, oh, my gosh, through three games has 660 yards for Centra. T- 220 yards a game. That's ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, we know the passing numbers are crazy in this game, in this league specifically. Uh, anything on defense standouts? This is real exciting. Aaron Donald, of course, classic. Ten sacks already. Montez Sweat, nine and a half. That's yeah. I actually have him as the. Uh, I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year for AFC. And I also I think I have Aaron Donald. So, and I that, that was you know a week, a week or two ago when I made those predictions. Cameron Jordan, that's your guy. He's got nine. Yeah. 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 Was, he was held sackless uh, week one versus Beast Mode. And he's uh, a good offensive line. So Danny's, Danny has two of the top five sack leaders, Sweat and Devin White. And Devin White's his middle linebacker, so you, you know he's using those sacks. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and not really anything standing out for picks. It's so early, obviously. Um, looks like Bengals. Uh, so Hans player is leading the league in picks right now at five. What what a name by the way, Sheldrick Redwine. Red <laughs> yeah, is that is that a real player? I don't know. Two years experience. Uh, that would have must to be drafted. Right no, two years would be. That, be, actually, that yeah, means it's be. his third year, so he would be a rookie this what year. The, what, what the hell? Uh... Look him up, Sheldrick Redwine. I think I've heard of him actually. On the Browns, oh, he's on the Cleveland Browns. Is he? Huh? Yeah, he is. He went to uh, the University of Miami. Oops. I I I I never heard of him, but I want to see how good he is. I've having the uh, oh, he's a pretty average. Yeah, it's not like he has any real ridic- ridiculously good numbers or anything. He's only a seventy-one zone coverage, ninety speed. I don't know if it's just the teams he's playing getting lucky, probably. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting there. I think I'm gonna win. I think I'm gonna have a nice field goal kicking <laughs> year. I uh I know I kicked three against you. <laughs> and no touchdowns all that. Except I'm still not even in the top five. But I had that nice fifty five yarder. All right, now it's just this is just kidding. Yeah, we're just kinda of rambling on and <laughs> if anybody's still if anybody's still like listening we, here. This is like what we talk about randomly, like when like we're before the podcast, off. before yeah, right. before we, before we go on air. Uh yeah, okay. this is what this is well, what we get when we don't prepare uh, we had well enough. Stuff, but... Yeah, we're, we're yeah, you know, we're, we're not getting paid. It's all, it's all good. You guys, yeah, are just, whatever. You can shut it off. We don't care. We're not getting fired anytime soon. A view is a view. <laughs> one, once you play it for one second, I think it counts as a view. So I, it doesn't. So, it, it makes it look like you viewed it. So just, just click on it and don't, and then go away and then click back on it a few times and make me feel good. But uh, yeah, right. guys. Cheers. Yep. If you guys, uh, you know. Let us know what you think, and then um, 
if you have any ideas for you know segments and whatnot or just like always let us know and um as always uh we're looking you know for interviews and guests so if you if you want to be uh haven't done it yet and you want to be part of the greatest podcast in rml history definitely maybe madden history i don't know if there's any other madden podcast fuck the quality fuck the original rml podcast they can go to hell um (laughs) (laughs) i think they they sometimes listen to us so uh, be careful uh, yeah maybe I mean, I, sometimes uh, they, they probably turn off stuff. the podcast by the time by this time, anyway. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. They just want to hear. All right. About them. I think all right. I think time, that's, yeah, I think we're, we're rambling quite a bit. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we will see you when we see you next time. And yeah, good luck the rest of the year. All right, boys. So long. Cheese and chowder.